Hi listeners, Jason here. This week we are thrilled to launch registrations for our first ever professional practice in psychological health and safety training program. The 12-week program will be highly practical and supported by group supervision in a community of practice to help bridge the gap between theory and practice for people and safety professionals. This is a special podcast episode featuring the recording of the pre-launch webinar. You can access the PowerPoint and website referred to via the show notes. On behalf of the team, we're looking forward to connecting with you on this course. Now, on to this episode. From Flourish DX, this is the Psych Health and Safety Podcast. With workplace mental health becoming a safety prerogative, this is the source of information on psychological injury prevention and health promotion. Nice. Well, uh, we'll get underway. We are recording this session um, so that we can share it out afterwards for those people who couldn't attend live. Um, but we are a few minutes past and there's lots to share with you today. So before we get into it, I just want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands that we're meeting on today. And for Joelle and myself, at least, that's Perth. So that's the Wadjuk people. Um, and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Um, my name is Jason Manchi. I'm the Managing Director and a Psychologist at Flourish DX. Um, I'm really quite thrilled to uh, introduce you to a new program that we will be commencing in August and I'll be taking you through over the next uh, 45 minutes to an hour uh, what to expect if you're interested in upskilling yourself in psychological health and safety. But I might just hand over to my colleagues starting with Joelle to just give themselves a quick introduction as well. Hi everybody, I'm Joelle Mitchell. I'm the Global Head of Psychological Health and Safety at Flourish DX and I am an organisational psychologist. And I'll hand over to Alicia. Hi, everyone. I'm Alicia Pappas. I'm also part of the psychology delivery team here at Flourish DX, a clinical psychologist by background, um, still practicing in private practice one day a week and with the team here four days a week. Um, been working in this space now for about 10 years. Um, and I'm dialing in from Melbourne and pass it over to Heather. Good morning, everyone. I'm Heather Eichen. I'm a I'm very similar to Alicia. I'm an organizational psychologist. I've actually just joined the Flourish DX team in the last couple of weeks, which is very exciting as a new member of the psych team. Um, and um, I also do a little bit of um, private practice counseling work on the side of my work in the psychosocial risk management space as well. And I've been working in this space for about 12 or 13 years. Terrific. Thanks, everyone. Um, yeah, we're thrilled to uh, to welcome Heather to the team. She only just joined uh, last week. Uh, many of you be familiar with her work. She was the chair of the College of Organisational Psychologists uh, for a number of years, where she did have some impact at a national level about what's happening uh, around workplace mental health. But uh, in terms of this uh, particular session, uh, we've got a runtime of an hour. Uh, I fully expect we'll need about 40 minutes or so to go through the main content, and then we'll open it up for a formal Q&A at the end. Uh, but feel free to use the chat function, as many of you are at the moment, to um, drop in questions or comments uh, as we go through. And we've got Heather, Alicia and Joelle that will be monitoring those, those comments and responding as we go. Okay, so in terms of um, this session, like I said, what we're talking about is a new program, um, an applied uh, practical program for people and safety professionals to upskill them in psychological health and safety. Uh, I'll be talking about the why, how, and what in, in a moment, but just for those of you who are unfamiliar with Flourish DX, essentially we are an end-to-end -end provider of psychological health and safety services. That means we combine consulting, education, and technology together to help our clients achieve their goals of a psychologically healthy and safe workplace. 
through our education arm, we um, have the Psych Health and Safety podcast, which many of you be familiar with. If not, there's a QR code to, to get to it. Uh, but there's over 150 episodes now uh, with experts from all around the globe. So if you have interest in upskilling yourself with some free content, um, then there's tons to get through. In fact, it'll probably take a year of uh, some long drives to get through all the content that we've created over the last uh, couple of years. Um, this program and the other training that we have at the Flourish DX Academy at 45003.org uh, is other things that we do as part of our education programs. Uh, we are very fortunate to work with some really great uh, companies right around the world, um, from the UK to Australia to uh, the Middle East to Canada. Um, it's really something that is truly global, uh, our work. Uh, obviously, in Australia, with the regulations that have uh, taken a, a effect in, in most territories now, there is a, a strong drive for psychological health and safety education and services at the moment. So I just want to do a quick poll of the room uh, before getting into it, just to find out where people are from today in terms of functional area. So if you can have a think about um, uh, this question, so what functional area do you work in? That might be HR, people and culture, health and safety, injury management, risk, or something else. Great, most people are on the ball. Uh, over 50 people responded, thank you very much. Okay. So um, we can see that the majority, no surprise, is health and safety. Um, you know, it is called the Psychology and Safety um, Professional Practice Program. Uh, we are, and we'll talk about that, it is aimed for both HR, people and culture, as well as safety professionals, this course. Uh, but we did expect that there would be more uh, health and safety practitioners more than anything else. Uh, so good to see you all here. All right. So... Um, What's driving a professional practice program in psychological health and safety? Well, one is that we have an unsustainable increase in the frequency and complexity of psychological injury claims here in Australia. Um, the, we have just reached a point that when people make a psychological injury claim, that the median is just over half a year. So just over 26 weeks um, is the median claim when people do get injured at work. Uh, that is up 73% over the last um, oh, sorry, the, the number of uh, claims is up 73%. So it was around 6,000 or so claims a year um, about five years ago, and now it's over 12,000 in the latest uh, workers' compensation statistics from Safe Work Australia. Uh, so we're seeing a, a rapid increase, but it's not just how many, it's also the complexity, right? So like I said, the median um, time off work is 26.6 weeks, where uh, as for a physical injury, it's only 5.8 weeks. So the complexity of a mental health injury claim when it is made is typically five times uh, more uh, than a physical injury claim. And the cost obviously is significantly higher as well. So what we're seeing is something that's, that is quite unsustainable. In, in, in the UK, for those of you who are joining us from there, um, the labour force statistics or the survey from the HSC is a good data point. Uh, we know out of the 17 million days lost due to illness and injury in the UK um, in the last reporting period, that 46% of that was due to work-related stress, depression, and anxiety. Um, so a significant amount of um, illness that is occurring due to work-related factors that can be mitigated and um, harm prevented. Um, in terms of the, the drivers, as I mentioned on from the outset, you know, we now have uh, regulations in force in most territories in Australia, and Northern Territory was the most recent one to join. Um, the rest of Australia on the 1st of July. Um, we're still awaiting uh, dates for when South Australia, ACT and Victoria will be releasing their regulations 
but it is across most of Australia now as well as Comcare. Uh, internationally, there are other drivers as well. So many of you be familiar with the global standard ISO 45003. So that's really showing worldwide what a best practice approach is to mental health in the workplace. And surprise, surprise, it's not fruit bowls and yoga. Uh, there's more of a focus on understanding the root causes of work-related stress and dealing with it as close to source as possible. Um, and and uh, if not eliminating, then reducing the risk to as low as reasonably practicable. There's other things that have been happening. So um, some of you may have seen the World Health Organization and ILO do a joint policy brief on mental health at work. Um, and out of 13 recommendations for what companies could be doing, um, the first two mentioned were around psychosocial risk management. So even from broader health authorities like the World Health Organization, um, we are starting to get recommendations that we need to take more of a systemic lens to workplace mental health versus the individual focus lens, which has really been the, the popular approach um, over the last decade or two. And then uh, some of you may be aware that there uh, is in the WINS a uh, European directive uh, on um, uh, psychosocial risk management. So we fully expect that on top of the 17 or so European uh, countries that uh, have psychosocial risk regulations in place, uh, that there will be you know, even stronger drivers moving forward around the need for employers to practice a duty of care uh, in the space and prevent psychological injuries. So we know both locally, if you're from Australia, as well as internationally, there are many drivers that are coming in place and saying, look, this is not just good business sense, but it is what is fundamentally a moral obligation of employers that this is the way that we should be tackling mental health first and foremost. Let's first of all prevent harm, and then we can look at opportunities to, uh, to, to support employee wellbeing. Uh, however, I would state that the, the competence of people and safety professionals in psychological health and safety from what we've observed is actually pretty low. Um, so despite running the podcast over the last two and a half years to try and educate um, uh, the, the professions uh, more broadly on this approach, uh, whenever we talk to people, there, there still seems to be uh, even simple things like concept conflation, conflating psychological safety, uh, as in the Edmondson variety, with psychological health and safety. Or still thinking that the way that we deal with psychosocial risks is through individual level interventions like EAP or mental health first aid or you know wellness uh, type activities. Um, and so I think when we started using those sorts of activities um, in in workplace, a lot of a lot of um, professionals felt, oh, we've got this covered. You know, we've done everything that we need to do. We're doing the same as our peers, or we're doing all the popular things. Like we're pretty confident that we've got a really good mental health strategy. But we start, we're starting to see more and more um, that uh, it's being acknowledged that individual level interventions just aren't cutting it. Um, you know, as we saw before with the workers' compensation statistics, um, people are still getting injured at work uh, through things that could easily be prevented uh, if we were to take a risk management approach. Um, the individual level interventions are not quelling the tide of psychological injuries uh, here in Australia. So even though um, people felt confident to start with, I think they're starting to realise the limitations of some of those individual-centric approaches. And now they're starting to think about how do we get more systemic? So they are becoming more cultured. Uh, I'm finding the, the professionals in this space. However, there is still that, that confidence and competence gap uh, in the field of psychological health and safety. So I really figured um, beyond just providing education through our Flourish DX Academy that was largely theory-driven or providing you know, more talk with an expert style uh, education through the podcast that we really needed to do a professional practice program 
uh, to help people to practice the skills and apply them within a workplace context. Uh, it's one thing to know the theory, it's another thing to actually feel confident in, in applying that uh, in a practical sense. Now, it's, we're not the first, obviously, to think about doing a professional practice program. Um, the design of this program has been heavily influenced by two sources. Uh, one is from um, David Proven and his Safety Futures program. Uh, many of you be familiar if you're from a health and safety background with David Proven um, and the Safety Futures program that he runs, which is a 12-week program uh, to really round out the skill set of um, people practicing in the health and safety uh, profession. Um, he has trained, I think, over 700 uh, people through that course now. Um, and, you know, it, it always gets uh, amazing um, feedback when, whenever he runs that. Uh, and if anyone's interested, I believe the next course that he's running is starting uh, next month as well. The other thing that's uh, influenced us is some work that we've been doing with the New Zealand government's government health and safety lead. Uh, so we were approached by them towards the end of last year to design a professional practice program uh, for their heads of health and safety. Uh, and we've also been able to include their CEs as, as part of a, a series of, of education programs where we both deliver the theory and then people go away and, and, um, and apply some of that theory in their practice. Still not as uh, practical as, as we would like the course to be. Uh, and that's, again, one of the reasons why, hey, we thought if we're going to run the program, let's do it ourselves and let's do it in a manner that we, we believe will really actually build the competence of people um, through supervised practice. So by now, um, you're probably thinking, you know, what is this course all about? So I can tell you that I'll be the lead instructor uh, on this course. Uh, we'll be supported by the ladies on the call here today. So Joelle, Alicia and Heather will be jumping in on, on different uh, courses. In terms of the, the modules that we'll be covering over the 12-week program, um, basically we'll be giving an introduction to start with uh, to talk about, you know, why and um, where this, this drive is coming from. Uh, we'll be talking about international standards and, and best practice approaches. Uh, and we'll be talking about how do you get started? Um, and that often starts with doing a gap analysis, uh, as well as things like um, uh, under, understanding what are the key metrics that you may already have in place uh, around mental health that you can start to, uh, to collect and, and then be able to use that for monitoring over time. The, the next module is around psychosocial risk assessment. So what is the, uh, the theory behind psychosocial risk assessment? How has it traditionally been done? What are some of the newer ways that we can apply that both qualitatively and quantitatively? We'll be talking about controlling psychosocial risks in module three. So once we understand what are the key hazards, how do we actually put in place um, risk control to prevent injuries from occurring? And then how do we practice assurance? So how do we continually um, ensure that we know what the hazards are, where they exist within the organisation um, and what controls we've put in place and are they effective or not? Uh, also, we'll talk about in that last session, how do we communicate this with the exec uh, and the board, for example, to make sure that there's ongoing support for these sorts of programs? So that'll all be delivered by two hour live webinars. Uh, for those of you who can't make it to every live webinar or, or any of them, um, all of those live webinars will be recorded and then shared via an online portal. Uh, and all of that content will be available for six months uh, from the start of the program. So through, through to around mid-February uh, next year, all the content will be available. But what we wanna do, right, is to apply uh, this content. So um, we will be having practical activities that you'll be going away and doing in the month that is in between each of the practical sessions. Um, so the first uh, practical exercise will be performing a gap analysis and identifying those data sources, as I mentioned. The next will be conducting a qualitative and quantitative psychosocial risk assessment. 
Uh, and then the last one will be developing an action plan and monitoring methodology. The idea is that you'll do that with a small team or teams, up to 30 people uh, within your organisation, to really give you confidence at that smaller scale before considering towards the end of the program, how would we actually scale this up across the business? Uh, now, we'll be talking about freely available tools and throughout the, the program, we'll also be giving participants access to uh, our tools from Flourish DX um, to be able to uh, compare and contrast um, the benefits of, of using different tools uh, for the purpose of psychosocial risk management. Now, to support that, we're going to have a community of practice um, halfway between each of the two-hour live uh, lectures. Uh, there'll be a 90-minute community of practice. It's voluntary, so you don't actually have to attend those. Again, we'll be recording uh, those community of practices for those people who can't come. But uh, ideally, what we're doing in those community practices is breaking into smaller groups of around about 10 people, uh, where you'll be able to share uh, a bit about what you're doing. And then you'll have the four of us from Flourish DX will be jumping in and providing some guidance and support uh, in more of a small group type uh, environment rather than the bigger uh, lectures that we'll be running uh, every, every month. So that's how we're hopefully going to be scaling um, the supervised practice through more of a community of practice. Um, then um, there will be quizzes uh, throughout. So at the end of each module, you'll be asked to complete up to 10 uh, multiple choice questions. Uh, there is the ability to reset the quiz. If you get any of them wrong, you will need to get 100% correct in order to pass the, each module. Uh, and then at the end of the program, we'll have a 500 word reflection exercise where you, uh, you, you reflect on what are your key learnings and, and think about how do you scale this up and get this uh, working in perpetuity within your organisation, you know, embedding. So it is really about continuous improvement rather than just being a one-off activity. Um, for those interested, um, when you do complete the, the course, we are getting the course CPD certified through uh, the CPD Institute. So um, it will be accredited CPD. We still have to find out how many hours that will be for. I'm thinking that will probably be a minimum of 12 hours of CPD, uh, but I'll, I'll, um, we'll, we'll check that out over the coming month or two as we get the program uh, accredited. Um, and as I mentioned, um, there is six month access to all of the content. Um, so you can go back to it. We're happy for you to share it with your colleagues if you want, uh, but only one person per enrollment can actually go through and get, a, uh, get the CPD accredit accreditation uh, from the program. In terms of um, key dates of the program, um, registrations will be up until 10th of August. We do only have 100 uh, placements. 100 seems a lot right now, seeing as we've only just opened it and we don't have anyone enrolled yet. Um, we do have a lot of interest, though, pent up for this course. So I'd imagine that we'll be getting some uh, enrolments coming in pretty quickly. But we will be closing registrations at 10th of August, regardless of how many people have enrolled at that point in time. Um, the last live lecture, sorry, the, the, the program itself starts on the 16th of August for the first live um, lecture. And then you can see how it's every four weeks, so 13th of September, 11th of October, 8th of November. Um, and what you'll find is each of the sessions is on a time that's suitable, particularly, sorry, um, to those in Canada and the US, sorry, Kim, uh, but more suitable for a UK and Australian audience. So it is late afternoon here in Perth which means that it's early evening on the east coast of Australia, early morning um, for UK uh, and Irish uh, people who might want to come along to the session. Uh, the communities of practice will be at um, the, the halfway point um, between each of the sessions. All of the sessions are on a Wednesday, uh, except for the first community of practice, which will be on a Thursday due to other commitments that we have uh, within our team. 
Um, okay, so by now you're probably going, well, what is this uh, program uh, cost? Uh, well, the full cost for the 12-week program is $24.98. That's including GST uh, for those of you in Australia. Uh, but of course, we're going to offer a discounted price uh, for those of you who are attending this course. And there is a code PHS20 to get a 20% discount uh, off the 12-week course. So we're hoping that that will fall within most people's budgets for, for training, uh, particularly given you know, how, how much is actually provided in here. It's much more than what you'll ever get from, say, a one or two-day um, uh, webinar or um, conference. You're actually going to be getting the skills to actually apply this uh, with, within a course, within, within, um, yeah, within your context at work. Uh, there is a QR code to the website where you can find all the information that I've shared with you. We will be sharing this PowerPoint deck out after today as well as a, a, a brochure uh, on, the, on the course. Um, but you have all the details there. In fact, actually, if uh, Joelle, if you could share that maybe in the chat, the link to the web page as well for the information and, um, and registration, that would be terrific. Well, I've done actually super well for time for once. Um, I think I've gotten through everything uh, that I needed to. Uh, thank you, Joel, for sharing the link uh, to the website in the, the chat. Uh, what I might do is uh, open it up for, um, or leave it on the previous page, actually, if, for those of you who want to get the code. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll open it up for, uh, for Q&A uh, if there's anyone that had any questions, um, either take stuff up new and you can ask away or uh, you can drop it in the chat. Maybe uh, my esteemed colleagues, maybe you've got a question while we wait for someone else to, uh, to come up with a question. You're not gonna help me out, Alicia? I'm trying to think of a good question. Maybe maybe some more information on um, the support they will receive from our team, like how that happens. Yeah, so um, basically, once you've enrolled, um, you obviously will get access to the live lectures. Actually, I might just go back to that page um, and then the community of practice. So we plan on doing the majority of the supervision through um, a, a group group supervision. Uh, however, you will also get uh, email access as well to the team. Uh, so if you have any concerns as you're going through, particularly the practical application, then uh, you can reach out to our team and, and get support um, as, as you need. Um, I did see the, okay, we're getting some questions now, great. So thanks, Evelyn. So hi, does the course cover specific leg legislation across states? Yes, we will be covering uh, that and pointing to you um, where you can get uh, access to that specific legislation for each, each state and territory as well. Um, we will also be talking uh, more broadly about international legislation like that from uh, the UK and Canada and how that might apply um, too. But yes, we'll definitely, given that we expect the majority of people who are coming will be from Australia, we'll be um, covering the Australian legislation and, and what does compliance look like um, in, in a fair bit of depth. Good question. Is the program aligned with the code of practice? So I'm assuming that's the um, Safe Work Australia model code of practice as well as ISO 45003? Yeah, so both of those are what underpin the, the course content. So we'll be talking to both, uh, but essentially if you adopt ISO um, for everything besides, um, say, reporting uh, requirements, uh, you would you would actually be meeting your, uh, your legal obligations as well. And question on the tools that will be used through the program. 
Yeah, so we're talking about some of the live, uh, so the freely available tools um, and showing people how they can register to use those tools. So things like people at work from Australia, guarding mines from Canada, um, the HSC stress indicator tool from the UK, um, COPSOC, which is more of an academic uh, type um, uh, instrument. Uh, and then we'll also be uh, talking about the Flourish DX tools and giving people access to that as well for a small group uh, use. Okay. And will the CPD credits be suitable for um, IOSH and the AIHS? Yeah, so the CBD Institute that is um, accrediting the course, uh, yes, has this uh, has agreements with most professional bodies around the world uh, for um, uh, accrediting CPD uh, points, if you like. Uh, so, yes, but do check, do check if you want. Uh, but most, uh, yeah, most would recognise the CPD accreditation. Sorry, Lisa just had a direct message as well. Can you please confirm the course start date? So the course start date is the 16th of August. Uh, that was that's the first live lecture but as i mentioned all the live lectures are recorded so if you can't make it to any of the live ones uh, within the day afterwards it will be available uh, via the online portal um, this is a good question from mel what is the expected time commitment for completing the work in between the lectures uh, yeah, so it really depends on how far you want to take it right so um, we are giving people a bit of discretion in that uh, but there will be, that's why I want to give people a month to have the time to be able to, to, be able to, um, to do the activities. So uh, we would expect that people do at least one quantitative uh, risk assessment and one focus group, for example, following the risk assessment module. Um, you could do more and use different tools, for example, if you wanted to expand your knowledge and, and um, uh, a bit further and experience a bit further. Uh, but, you know, there is going to be base expectations and then there's going to be ways that you can expand your learning further if you want and go above and beyond. But remember, it's it's not just about getting CPD points. It's about making you competent and confident in, in this space. So uh, plenty of opportunities to expand beyond the base uh, requirements. Yeah, okay. Um, is it okay to complete the course if... Um, you're not embedded in an organisation, somebody has clients who they would recommend this course to and they would like to complete the course first before recommending on. Yeah, so uh, Sharon, for this first uh, run through, it will only be available for people who are embedded within an organisation. Uh, so we only want people who are looking to apply it within their own workplace rather than consultants um, to upskill themselves for use within other organisations. Um, depending on demand, uh, we will look at opening it up for consultants in cohort two, uh, which may or may not be before the end of the year, again, depending on demand uh, for this particular course. And Mel, um, hi Mel, um, has just made a comment um, that she's done the course with Dave Proven, the Safety Futures course, and has really benefited from the learning style there, which provides um, active learning and practical applications. So Mel's excited to see this um, course is similar in style um, and good work team. Thank you, Mel. Yeah, and, and even more than that. So we had actually, Dave's, Dave's a good friend of ours and um, we had explored doing this as a Safety Futures program, except he's got some other projects that have taken his time, which um, we're gonna be part of as well. And that there's gonna be a big announcement next month on, on one of these, these programs. Um, so we decided to go at our, ourselves, but he's offered kindly to provide um, advice and support from their learnings of running the, his program, the Safety Futures program. Uh, so yes, we hope it has a very uh, similar vibe and feel, Mel, 
uh, to, to David's Safety Futures program. Okay, this is a, um, I think a good question, which has some likes from some other participants. So would it work to get a small group together within uh, my organisation and work together as a small group? Um, is there a, a group registration available? Uh, yeah, so we, we can offer a discount if you reach out to us directly um, for a group, uh, so two or more people. Um, so there is already a 20% um, uh, uh, discount, but um, we can apply a small additional discount if you're registering as a group within an organisation. As I mentioned, um, you know, if you enrol, you are welcome to share the resources within your team during the six months that you have it available, but only one person can do the quizzes and get accredited uh, and attend the communities of practice and that sort of thing as well. Um, so, yes, if you want everyone to benefit from all the activities, um, then yes, uh, do uh, uh, reach out to us for a group discount. Um, but yes, it is possible if you are registering as a group that you can do the activities as a group. So you can do it as more as a group learning because you don't want to be interrupting businesses uh, potentially by having to draw on multiple teams when you can just do the activities within one team as a group. Good question. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we're starting the course next month, so it might be a bit soon for some people. Uh, there's a question, do you know when a second course will be running um, yet? Well, it really depends on demand, right? So like I said, we've only just opened it up right now for uh, for registration. Um, so if there's plenty of demand and say it sells out in the next uh, month, then we'll be looking to put one on before the end of the year. If not, we'll probably put one on early next year. Uh, I think Joelle's um, responded to Mark. So Mark's already tried to register. So thank you, Mark. Um, let Joelle help you navigate. Yes, and you can register as a business and get a tax invoice uh, as well. Uh, Brian's made a comment and question. The course seems to have a focus on a risk-based approach. What risk management framework underpins the program? Yeah, so basically we're, we're taking the same approach uh, as um, outlined by ISO 45003, so plan, do, check, act uh, approach. Okay. Uh, sorry, my... Lots of comments coming through. Uh, is there an instalment plan for the payment available? Uh, we haven't considered that, but it is something that we can consider if you do reach out to us directly. We can, um, we might be able to help you out there. Is the discount only applicable for the August start time? So uh, the first yes. program dates. Yep. Yeah. If we have already started rolling out our own psychosocial tool developed by an org psych, um, how would the activity work um, occur because they've already got their own, I suppose, methods in place? Yeah, okay, and that's not, not something that we consider. We considered most people would be uh, who are doing this course are doing it for the first time. Um, we can, um, thinking on my feet here, probably RPL that. Um, so maybe reach out uh, via email um, and we can say, uh, you know, we just want to have evidence that you've done those particular steps to uh, tick off the applied practice. I think I have uh, gone through all the questions. If I haven't and someone's got or, and or someone has an additional question, just uh, you can unmute yourself and pull out. Uh, 
And yeah, Mark, um, yes, the, if you, there should be an invoice um, sent following the, um, the payment. Uh, if not, just reach out to us and we can sort you out with a, uh, an invoice. Uh, who should we reach out to if we have additional questions once the webinar has ended? Um, that would be any one of the four of us, or you can just reach out to support at flourishdx.com and um, you know, one of us will, will get that uh, email. Um, you'll also find on the website that um, you've got the QR code for here, um, that's, yes, you, there's also like links to contact us as well. Thanks, Alicia, for sharing. Uh, we will be releasing this as both a podcast episode and a webinar via our normal EDM um, uh, in the coming week. So um, you will be able to share the video with any of your colleagues or peers uh, in industry that you think might um, find this interesting and, and might want to participate. All right. Well, look, I think uh, we're coming to the end of, of questions. Uh, anything else that any of my colleagues wanted to add in before we uh, call it close and give everyone back a few minutes at the end of uh, this session? Well, I think we've just had one more question pop through, Jason. Oh, uh, yeah. To effectively go away with an improvement action plan to help implement the framework program across our organisation? Uh, yes. So um, essentially, you'll be applying all of these activities within more of a small team uh, setting or with a small team in your organisation. Uh, but part of the, uh, the last activity is considering how do you scale that up um, across your organisation? So yes, that is um, one of the outputs at the end of this, uh, of the end of the program. Uh, Jason, if it's all right, I was just going to add a comment just, um, I guess, off the back of uh, Evelyn's question. Um, this is probably a good opportunity if you've already started implementing um, risk assessment tools or assessments or collecting data in, an, in your organisation to sort of take a bit of a step back and critically reflect. Um, it's a pretty rapidly developing space lately, and so there's lots of there's lots of um, products and services and approaches um, out there. So I guess this could be really complementary to existing practices that you've already got, just to actually make sure that you're happy with the approach that you're taking, that it is in line with all of the legislative requirements, etc. So I think probably between the four of us, we've we've got a lot of expertise and could help to um you know effectively critically evaluate and monitor what you're already doing to make sure that it is um, actually effectively helping to identify the right hazards and put the right strategies in place to manage them yeah thanks for that, heather um we just had a question from Jovan as well um will the course look into case studies yes the the whole course is designed to be very practical so we'll be using case studies uh, where possible but remember we're also going to be learning from our peers so that's going to be one of the, the things I'm really looking forward to the community practice where we have more small group we'll have breakout rooms and um, small group discussion about how you're going with uh, implementing the different activities and uh, obstacles and how you're overcoming them uh, as part of that so you're going to be really learning by doing and learning from peers as much as learning from um, the four of us Terrific. Well, um, thank you so much, everyone, for coming along uh, to the session today. It's great to see so much interest in a uh, professional practice uh, program. Um, you do have the link uh, to the, the website now, and we will also um, be emailing that out to everyone and making the video available um, uh, as well. So um, thanks a lot, everyone. I'm going to give you back uh, 20 minutes of your day and call it, uh, call it early. 
uh, and we look forward to uh, you know uh, engaging with you uh, ongoing. Cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Psych Health and Safety Podcast. To stay up to date with the latest on psychological injury prevention, follow Flourish DX on LinkedIn and subscribe to the Psych Health and Safety Podcast at www.psychhealthandsafety.com.